Welcome to season one of the Encourage podcast. I'm Becky Keefe, Encourage Community Manager, and I'm joined by my friend and fellow Encourage writer, Mary Carver. Mary is also the author of Courageous Joy, the new Bible study from Encourage. Mary and I are exploring what it means to delight in God through every season of our lives. The good, the ugly, the beautiful, and the broken. Nothing is off limits in these conversations because nothing in our lives is out of God's reach. Friend, do you long for lasting joy in a world that offers temporary pleasure? Do you wish your joy didn't sway with your circumstances or hinge on your performance? Then lean in as we learn together how to become women of courageous joy. Hey, Mary, I'm so glad to be back together talking about courageous joy. Yes, good to see you, Becky. Hey, so today we are talking about joy in the good times. This should be an easy conversation, right? Oh, piece of cake. (laughs) If you guys didn't catch the last episode, it was not a piece of cake, but it was really good. And I'm still thinking about that conversation. So definitely check that out. But joy in the good times should be pretty simple, right? But have you found it ever to be challenging to experience joy, even when things are going well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should be easy. Uh, If only we were simple, straightforward beings, but we're not. We are, as we previously discussed, weird, complicated humans. Yes. And so, yeah, sometimes when things are going great for us, I think it can still be hard to find and experience and express joy for a variety of reasons. Um, Sometimes we might feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I be joyful when my friend or my sister or, you know, someone else is experiencing such hardship? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Or we can, we can uh, kind of psych ourselves out and think, well, things are good now, but just wait. Mm. I mean, actually I used to, we used to go to a church with a pastor who would say frequently, if you haven't suffered in this life, just buckle up. What? (laughs) I mean, that's true. But like, was that a, was, was that a reminder that people needed to hear? Won't they experience it? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think he was saying, you know, if you haven't experienced this particular hard thing, you know, your time could be coming. Sure. Sure. But actually, as I clarified, that doesn't sound any better, (laughs) but honestly, it spoke straight to my heart because that's kind of my personal tendency Mm -hmm. to kind of hedge my bets and, uh, you know, try to be real cautious. Like, okay, things are good for now. Yeah. How long is this going to last? Yeah. And see, I don't, I'm not wired that way. I don't, I'm not waiting for the shoe to drop, but I am super aware of what the first thing you said was that like, is it, is it okay to feel joyful that things are going well in my life when I'm so aware of the struggles and the hardships that other people are having and, and is, is being joyful insensitive is being joyful, you know, somehow ignorant or showing a lack of mindfulness of others. And so how, how should we think about this? Is it, should we hide our joy? Should we, you know, downplay, um, the good things because of other people's hardships? 
Oh gosh, I think it's complicated, but I think, I think certainly we should be considerate and, and aware right. of, of other people around us, of what's going on in the world around us. However, mm-hmm. scripture tells us to make the most of every, every opportunity. Mm-hmm. And scripture tells us that with everything you do, do it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, God weeps with those who weep. I don't think he delights in seeing us mope around when we actually have something to be joyful about. Well, that very verse that? you're referencing. Yeah, you can. Cause that very verse you're referencing says mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. Yes. And so when I, th- when I'm tempted to want to like, you know, turn, like I picture like my joys on a dimmer switch and I want to turn it down because it feels like it's just a little too bright or it's, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't want to blind someone else's eyes or make them feel uncomfortable. Yet I'm reminded that that joy really is a light that points to Christ. Yes. absolutely. for example, like you said, like maybe you have like a friend or a sister going through something really hard. I have a sister who has gone through really hard seasons that have lasted for years. Mm. And at times it has felt hard to know sometimes how to do relationship. And it's like, I don't want to like share about like my job promotion or even like, you know, the, a motherhood win or whatever, because it feels like I'm so acutely aware of her pain and suffering. And yet over time, I have learned that actually when I do share the joy, it is, it is a gift to her. Cause it reminds her that not all of life is, is dark and sorrowful. And sometimes like she needs, she's very aware of her pain and she needs to focus on something else, you know? And so it actually, you know, we, we've had conversations about it and she's like, don't hold back from like sharing like the fullness of your life with me. And I've had other friends to say this too, friends who I'm like, your child has cancer. Like, how can I, like, how can I, I can't even think of an example, like, but how can I tell you, how can I be happy about something that's so trivial in light of this dark season you're walking through, but yet to hear friends in those seasons say like, I I need to remember that there is still good. I need to see the evidence of God working in your life because it gives me hope and assurance. He is still good and present and faithful. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think that we give each other the opportunity to do what that scripture says to rejoice with those who rejoice Mm -hmm. when we, when we hold back, we're holding back that opportunity for them. Yeah. And so it is a gift. Like you said, I think that's so, so true. And when I have friends who have been generous in sharing their lives, the hard and the good, it's like, I feel like I I know them more and I really Mm -hmm. do get to like, celebrate, like we are called to celebrate with each other. And so I can think of recently, like, you know, a friend had this really fun photo shoot and she sent me all of these like gorgeous photos of her and her family. And I was, you know, in the middle of like, who even knows what was going on that day, but I'm sure (laughs) I had like laundry on my couch and I was like behind on a deadline or whatever, but like, I was rejoicing with this moment of delight for my friend, you know? And when I have done the same things to be like, Hey, like this, this thing happened. And and I just, can I share something good with you? And to have a friend be like, yes, please. Like that lifted me in the middle 
of my challenge or my mundane day or whatever it is. And so I think that as we try to become women of courageous joy, that we are challenged, like, don't, don't hide it. Don't turn down that dimmer switch. Like God wants to work through our joy. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah. So today we're going to hear a story from another encouraged writer, Anna E. Rendell. And this story, if you have the Courageous Joy Bible study already, you will find it in week four, day three, but we are all going to have a chance to listen to it together in Anna's own voice. Last year, my family celebrated my mom's 20th year of being a breast cancer survivor. We celebrated every one of those 7,300 gifted to us days with pink everything, loud laughter, tearful stories, and being together. The week before our party, I attended the funeral of a friend who punched metastatic breast cancer in the face for eight years, right up until the end. Hundreds of us gathered to celebrate her life through our tears. With such a different kind of celebration so fresh in my mind, the celebration for my mom was even deeper and more meaningful than I'd expected it to be. We have today, which means we have a chance to celebrate. So do it. Celebrate whatever you want, whenever you want. Put up all the autumn decorations. Eat the cake. Throw the party, put up your Christmas tree, lean into celebration whenever you can, because there is extraordinary in every single one of our plain old everydays, and each one of them deserves to be celebrated. The God we celebrate and praise created each of us with unique likes and things that bring us joy, and I'm pretty sure he wants us to lean into them. The glory of God is man fully alive. Those words of Irenaeus resonate in my year-round Christmas-loving heart. Because celebrating holidays, both big and small, is part of who God made me to be. I hope it brings him glory when I live that out, operating in who I am by his design. When it comes to celebrations, you do you. Celebrate in the way that's most meaningful for you, and don't let anyone tell you there's a better or different or right way to do it. Whatever brings joy to you and glory to God, do that during the holidays and all your days. Hey, it's Mary. I've taken a quick break here to let you in on a little secret. That story you just heard? Well, that story and many more just like it are a part of the Courageous Bible Study series from Encourage. Throughout this whole year at Encourage, we are exploring what it means to be a woman of courage in all aspects of our lives. The latest Bible study, Courageous Joy, is available now. Get a copy for you and one for a friend at dayspring.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. And if you use the code podcast25 at dayspring.com, you can save 25% and get free shipping on Courageous Joy. 
Oh, I love that story from Anna about celebrating her mom that way. It's so special. I'm so glad that she shared that with us. Yes. And Anna is a good friend of both of ours. And we know that like, that is her sweet spot. Like (laughs) she does such an incredible job of, of celebrating, of making, you know, making much of ordinary things. And I see the joy it brings to her and her family. Yes. Yeah. If there's somebody I know who can make something special, even more special, it is Anna for sure. And I love that example that she, that she sets for us and and shares with the encouraged community as well. Her story about her mom. I mean, it is a, it's a good reminder that even when celebrating feels tricky Mm. or awkward, Mm -hmm. we should still press in and do it Mm -hmm. to express our gratitude and our joy in what God has done. It actually, I didn't think of this until we started talking. It makes me think of the day that we took my daughter home from the NICU. Mm. She was born seven weeks early and had to spend a few weeks in the hospital. And, um, that was a really hard time. However, being in the NICU where other families also were spending time Mm -hmm. and seeing how their stories played out differently than ours, it was so apparent to me how incredibly, uh, fortunate we were. Mm -hmm. And I just remember struggling so much knowing how to celebrate our story Mm -hmm. while still holding space for those other families that we had seen Mm -hmm. or other people that we knew about whose stories had not ended the same way. Right. And I think that, um, it can just be tricky. But I think when we do press in and, you know, while we can still hold space for the hard parts, the things that we grieve, when we do celebrate the goodness, there's just such a blessing in that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Anna's story reminds me too of how important remembering Uh, is in being tied to our gratitude like we've talked about and to our joy. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. been 20 years since her mom was cancer free. And I think sometimes like over time, like, you know, maybe we celebrate that one year anniversary or that five-year anniversary, but to continue to go back and remember and think about and dwell on what God has done and how his faithfulness has played out in our lives, that that right there, it's like, I can imagine that probably on some of those anniversary parties of, you know, Anna and her family celebrating her mom's cancer-free anniversary, probably there was something not going well in one of their lives, right? Right. Odds are. Odds are. And, you know, in the same way that we celebrate birthdays or Christmas or Easter, we make time and space in our lives and our hearts and our minds to remember God's gifts to us. And we know that scripture says like every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights. That's in James. And so I just think it's like it, God knew that we would need to remember to point back, you know? And so then it's like, no matter what's happening in our current situation, we can still say, oh yeah, remember when God did that. And it, you know, I, I think about when the Israelites, you know, crossed the Jordan on the way to the promised land and they probably just like wanted to like, boom, like head (laughs) right into the land of milk and honey. And yet the first thing God asked them to do was go back to the middle of the Jordan and collect stones and build Mm -hmm. an altar of remembrance 
so that you'll remember what I did and you'll be able to tell the stories to the next generation so that they will grow in faith too. Um, yes. That's such an important point. I think, cause we so easily forget, like we talked about in other episodes, we get distracted. We forget to focus on the good and true things of God. Um, and we just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And I know for me that remembering is what, I mean, that is like a, if I think of my, <laughs> if I think of my faith as a building, like remembering is the center column holding everything together Mm -hmm. because that is what points me back to what I believe in because it's what I've seen. Yeah. You know, it's the promises God's made and the ones he's fulfilled and just remembering all the good things that he has done for us. Even if, even if that list, some of us have lives that don't seem to present a ton of opportunities to celebrate, Mm. but even if that list only has on it, God made me. Mm-hmm. God promises to be with me. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for me. Mm-hmm. That's still a pretty good list. Right. And that's a lot to celebrate. That is a lot to celebrate, which points us back to what we talked about last week of just that joy in the Lord. And when mm-hmm. we use that as our, our lens of focusing on those things that you just said, Mary, like these things are the unshakable truths. Yeah. And so in that way, we really can say, okay, like, you know, think about that verse. It says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so if you're thinking about, well, this episode is called joy in the good times. Like these times aren't so good. Like there's no <laughs> right. joy to be found. We're saying actually all the times are good in the sense that God's word continues to be true. Yes. I love that you reminded us that his, his presence never leaves us yeah. and uh, he promises to walk with us. Yeah, he does. And then he does. He does. And then he does. So friends, let's end with a verse that we can all cling to today, this week. Um, and it's John 10, 10. And it says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Yes. I love that verse so much. I mean, full disclosure. I love the second half more. (laughs) Right. I love when Jesus tells us that he came so that we could have life to the full, because I think so often we are the ones who hold ourselves back from that. It's Mm -hmm. not Jesus. It's not God saying, don't have fun. Don't get too excited. He wants us to experience that. And so I, I think remembering that verse, those words from Jesus himself is so powerful and valuable to help us remember how to be joyful in the good times. Absolutely. And I love that, like we have been doing here in these conversations, Jesus himself acknowledges life is hard, right? Like there is an enemy um, who is trying to wreak havoc and, you know, infiltrate our lives with all kinds of doubts and discouragements and destruction. And yet, like, can we cling to the fact that he has come? He has come to give us life to the full. And that full life includes a life of joy and a life of celebration. And that's what he's inviting us to today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Encourage podcast. If you want to learn more about becoming a woman of courageous joy, 
pick up the Courageous Joy Bible Study, available on dayspring.com or wherever books are sold. This study is great to do on your own or with a group of friends. If you want a free preview, visit encourage.me forward slash courageous joy, and we will send you the first week of the Courageous Joy Bible Study. Friends, we pray that you will feel God's delight over you today as you walk in His joy. The Encourage Podcast is sponsored by Dayspring, makers of our favorite cards, journals, and gifts. Need a little hope and encouragement? Head over to dayspring.com 